Hey everybody, we're back. This is episode 128 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, De Quincy. Hey guys, welcome back. A lot to discuss, De Quincy. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Just a lot to discuss. And uh, I'll let you take it. I'll let you lead us off. Oh, you want me to go? All right, because I really didn't know where that was going, but all right, I'll take it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's one of, my, one of my classic intros. Your classic meandering, I don't know where this is going intro. <laughs> all right, so we're talking baseball today, and got some terrible news for us Astros fans. Uh, a couple of days ago, Justin Verlander had a simulated game trying to come back for the 2020 season, and everything went to hell. A video, he uh, went on Instagram Live, I believe it was yesterday, to announce that he would need Tommy John surgery. So he'll be out for the rest of this season and the 2021 season. Anthony, your thoughts? Uh, devastating news for the team. Um, I mean, I'll, I, I think just off the bat, the first thing that comes to mind is that it, that's probably that's a wrap for this season for the Astros for the for our playoff chances. Um, uh, that's probably it for him as an Astro as well. Um, and before I get your thoughts as well, I have a question: mm-hmm. Are you surprised that this happened? Because you know, he, he pitched the first game of the season back in July, uh, pitched really well, looked like the Justin Verlander we're used to. Uh, then, like, the vi- like that night he went on the disabled list, it felt like, or the next day, I can't remember. Um, there was the report that uh, he needed Tommy John surgery. Everybody was like, whoa, like, stop the presses. That's not true, which I do owe. Whoever that writer, what was that kid's name? I forgot the guy's name. I owe him an apology because I tweeted a lot of nasty things about him, his mom, his family. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I don't get that upset about <laughs> Twitter. Hey, on Twitter. You, you don't do Twitter um, like that either. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, but, and, you know, at the end of the day, maybe two months later, but he was right. Uh, looks like I mean, he, he needs Tommy John surgery. Um, are, are, again, so I'm, I'm pulling it back. I'm sorry. Are you surprised that, that he needs Tommy John surgery? That this was the, the result? No. Whenever you hear a pitcher complain about their forearm, it's always the first thing that pops in your head, that ligament tore and they're going to need uh, Tommy John surgery. But mm-hmm. honestly, I'm not surprised by any – pitcher injuries this year this with a ramp up to the season we've seen over and over again just pitchers getting hurt you know from the Astros all of American League all of MLB so him getting hurt to me wasn't a, wasn't a surprise it's like I said it's been going on over and over again and he's been pitching at a very high level for 15 well, how long has he been in the MLB 15 16 years I believe this is his 15th season. Yeah. You only have so many bullets in the gun, and 
the gun broke, broke. Um, I just feel I feel bad for him. It's going to be hell for him to try to rehab and come back in 2022 and be, I think, believe 39 years old and comes back or attempt to. He'll, he, he, right, he will have just turned 39. Yeah, so it's going to be a help for him. Um, it really hurts the, the Astros going into next year, not just the rest of this year, because he's old, I believe, $33 million next year. Yep. Yeah, okay. But, you know, injuries are just terrible. They're part of the game, yada, all those cliches. just sucks. Yeah. And especially, you know, I mean, just – for the team, you know, as a fan of, of the team first, like this was this this was your ace. I mean, this was the guy that, you know, was still pitching like an ace. And so you were hoping that he would be able to finish out that contract pitching like an ace. And it just that's not happening. I mean, he's like you said, he's a, he's a free agent after the end of next season. Um, so, you know, where does the team go from there? I mean, I guess, obviously, Granky will step in as the number one guy, um, which isn't a bad number one to have. It's, you know, it's not a bad backup plan. Um, but, um, I I lost, I lost my train of thought about Verlander. Oh, what are you talking about? What the Astros are going to do for the rest of the year? The rest of the year, you know, who knows at this point? I mean, it's going to be – the rotation going to be Grinky, Javier, Yukiti, McCullers, and Valdez. Which isn't bad. Which isn't ha- – hasn't been a bad rotation, but, um, you know, it's much better when you have Justin Verlander at the top. Um, and that rotation isn't strong enough to win a title this year, even this year, even in a weird season. Oh, wow. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about. We're going to talk about the playoff situation later. Okay. But like, Grinky is going to be your obvious, your obvious number one. You're confident him. Who else do you feel good about in this rotation? Rikidi, for sure, um, because he's pitched. He's had I think one stinker since he came back off the disabled list. Off of a disabled list, where you and I talked. We've talked about this many times. Where we think he probably had COVID. Oh no, he uh, did have COVID, even though it wasn't disclosed. No, it's oh they, it's, they yeah they, it they came confirmed. Out. Mm-hmm. It's confirmed. Okay, because we were running for the longest time. We were like, oh, it's undisclosed injury. It's got to be COVID. So okay, I, I did not see that that confirmation. But okay, I mean, considering how well he's pitched, with the exception of I think one game, uh, coming off the disabled list from COVID, like I feel good about Urquidy. And considering how well he pitched in the playoffs last year. He's got plenty of playoff experience. Um, I mean, he's – or at least he's got World Series experience. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of guys can't say that. Um, World Series starting experience. Um, and that's about it. I, I don't – I mean, Framber, I don't know. He's, he's a strikeout machine, it looks like. Um, is it Javier Vasquez? Is that- yes, I'm looking at his stats right now. Yes, I haven't seen enough of him. Uh, I've missed. I guess I've missed all of his starts, so I haven't really gotten to see how he looks. Um, and McCullers was injured just recently. Came off the disabled list. 
pitched well, really well in his first start back after not pitching great throughout the season before he got injured. Um, it was a neck injury. So you hope that he's able to keep that going. Um, I think he pitches today, actually, uh, Lance McCullers. That we're recording on Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, I believe he pitches today. Let me double check. Um, let's see. No, or, or, no, Rikidi pitches today. Um, McCullers pitches tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. With Lance, uh, he's had a – his home road splits have been crazy this year. Like, I believe his yeah. ERA on the road is over 10. Ooh, I can check that right now. Yeah, I go this great at home. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, yeah, it's this year for Lance McCullers at home. It's either ERA of one point four two. And on the road is 13.5. Holy moly. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so basically, I remember, I remember we happened. had a conversation about last week because I was about could he be a two or a three? And now, with the caveat that is he's still a year from Tommy John surgery, looking more three ish than two ish. Yeah. And. Maybe a two if he only pitches at home for the rest of his career. <laughs> the schedule makers will not 30 be that starts. Guy. Yeah, 30 starts a season, 30 starts at home. I mean, that might elevate him to number two status, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, well, at least let's look at this season and maybe we can just keep him at home just for the rest of the season. And then hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll find a, a rhythm next year. I don't know, but, um, you know, if. So let me ask you a question. We're going okay. to the rotation. So the Astros are going to the playoffs. They're obviously going to be um, the second team in the AL West. So they're mm-hmm. going to start on the road in the, I believe they're going to start in the, the six seed. So start on the road. I think right now they would take on the A's. So a three-game series against the A's. Grinky's your one. Who's your two and three? Two, I think – well, I think two has to be Urquidy. And three, if that means we go back home, then I think Lance. I think because he's got – I mean, he's a veteran compared to Framber and, and uh, Christian – and again, you know, if you want to keep that track of him pitching at home where he's pitched really well, I think he he's your your third guy. What say you? I'm sorry, I'm just looking at this playoff situation. It's got to be confused. You said who again? It's Grinky and then who? Grinky, Urquidy, and then Lance. <sighs> Okay, I agree with you on the first two. I honestly might go Valdez. Really? Put him in the three okay. spot. 
just this year alone, he's been more trustworthy than Lance McCullers has been. Sure. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, like I said, I, I went with Lance for number three because, like I said, like, it looks like he would pitch at home for that game. So I think that would be, you know, ideal for him. But, hey, I can't argue with you with, with Framber. I mean, at this point, you know, nobody's really a lock. Mm-hmm. And especially, I mean, especially a guy like McCullers, who is basically – recovering from his second injury of the season. I mean, you know, he had the neck injury, kept him out for a couple of weeks. And, you know, he's, he's still coming back from Tommy John surgery, essentially. I mean, you know, the, the shortened season helped him, in, like, in that regards, like, uh, maintaining, his, maintaining his innings without giving up, you know, a seat, you know, without giving up half the season. Um, so, you know, he, he's had a lot piled up on him. Uh, I mean, I still say Lance, but like I said, I can't, I mean, I can't fault you for picking Framber either. It's. It's a solid pick too. Well, since we're talking about the post. Oh, go ahead. I'm looking at the postseason like bracket. Yeah. That's what I was going to talk. Start with continue. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the postseason. Let's talk about the bracket. Um, MLB announced the 2020 postseason schedule last week, and it is bananas. So, we're going to What gonna is have, going on with this? <laughs> we're going to have eight, what what the eight wild card series, mean? and then the ALDS and NLDS all the way into the World Series. So, what do you mean? What, is, what does it mean? Okay. Question. Uh, I've, uh, a se- like, a series of quick questions. All right, go ahead. I'll do my best to answer them. Hopefully you can. The San Diego Padres, they play in the National League. That's correct. correct. The Texas Rangers play in the American League. Am I wrong? That's, that's correct. Houston Astros play in the American League. Yes that's, or no? Yes. Okay. So what the hell is going on with the American League brackets are being played in San Diego, California, and Los Angeles, California, which makes a little sense, some sense. And the National League brackets are being played in Arlington, Texas, and Houston, Texas. Yes. What's going on with that? <laughs> what is – I mean – that's not a typo, I imagine. I hope. So, so um, the first and foremost, the thing that's most important to MLB is making sure these games get played. So they put them in places where the weather really won't be in a, a factor. Right. Which would be the two dome stadiums in Texas and then San Diego and Los Angeles where, you know, they're hoping there will be rainouts. Right. And there'll be decent weather going into the fall. And as far as switching the um, um, and playing the NL and playing the AL, I I think they they just don't want um like if the the Dodgers they make it to the next round, they don't want them to be playing in Dodger Stadium. Even though though there's not a crowd, it's still a home field for you. Same thing if the Astros have to okay. move on. 
at Arlington because they want to show off the new stadium there. That's why the World Series is going to be played there. Wow. So they lucked out, essentially, like, oh, we've got this brand-new stadium. Let's And also, I, I did put this out there. Also, they want to do as little traveling as possible because of, you know, the COVID. Sure. And you want to make sure you gain Arlington seems like the most central location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For everybody. Um, that's hilarious, like, that Arlington gets the, the World Series nod. Good for Arlington. Um, yeah, I found that very bizarre. Like, yeah, man, that's, that's weird. 2020 has been weird for all of us. What's your, any more, <laughs> what's your next question? I know you got more questions. Well, no, those, that was my question about oh, the brackets. Is. All right. Um, The crazy thing is me to me is the wild card series, all eight of them are still doing regular travel. So right now the Astros line up against the A's. So they would have a three game series where they would play if it goes all three, they would play two in Oakland and one in Houston. Wow. Like for me personally, I'm like, since there's not there's not gonna be any fans at these games, why not just do all three game in the higher seeds uh ballpark? Right. Oh, yeah, speaking, I mean, speaking of fans, did you hear no, um, the commissioner, uh, Manfrey, came out and said that they hope to have fans at the World Series? <laughs> I mean, come on. You've, you've already gone this far. No sense in doing that. We just had a COVID case come out after fans were allowed in the Chief Texans game last Thursday. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. uh, okay. A fan that came to the game tested, tested positive, like the fan. And I believe there was a grounds crew member who also tested positive, but he was never around the players to pass it around. But, but having – like the more people that you have around, the greater ch- chance you take of passing this, this, this virus around. So Right. So why do it? It's obviously a money grab. They're trying to recoup the losses they've had this entire year but not having fans in. But it just doesn't make sense. If you do this and then someone, a fan brings COVID in and it spreads around, then all people are going to remember is you were the idiots that decided money was more important than safety. Exactly. I mean, I'm watching this like Dallas Falcons game yeah. and they have fans there. And also, like, if money is such a consider, you know, such a concern, is it even worth it? Why? Why? How is it financially? Where is the financial gain? TV contracts. Where is the financial TV contracts? TV contracts. That's why they're doing the season. Right. So. So. Right. No. No. So if you're if you if you're making money with the T, like I understand making money off the TV contracts. That's why Mm -hmm. you play. You know, you don't postpone the seasons. But, I mean. If you even if you let like that Chiefs game for example that on last Sunday or last Thursday, that's what a seventy two thousand seat arena or a stadium, and they let I think seventeen thousand fans in. Yes, correct. Yeah. How is it? Where? 
once you start turning on the the lights and the the fryers and everything like how could you possibly expect to recoup or make any kind of profit on concessions on any uh, any of that stuff you know when when there's hardly anybody to 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 uh, to serve i mean there's hardly anybody there to to buy that beer to buy that hot dog or whatever so let's go back to the chief texan game you said there were 17,000 people in there yes so how many of those people bought a drink bought food went to the team store bought their world series championship stuff i'm sorry super bowl sorry i'm wrong sport the, the chief super bowl thing things how many people were in there actually bought stuff like it was it's more than zero which is what they would get if no one was inside the stadium yeah when you think of the terms of money especially when it comes to billionaires there's one saying that i say all the time <laughs> what do billion what do billionaires love more than money more money. More money. Yeah. So if you can if get, if your stadium can get, if you can get 25% of capacity, and even if 10% of that 25% buy something, that's more than you would have got if zero people are inside the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, don't you have to take into consideration costs for employees? cost to turn on that fryer like i said or to you know to fill up that that keg of beer or whatever they however they dispense the beer there i guess they use kegs um why well, i think the damn beer yeah, is so expensive like, man i guess why do you think all that shit in the stadium is so expensive <laughs> it's not just to cover the cost of those people it's for the uh, people and you know those billionaires to make money yeah, so I guess they're they're gonna, they're making there's someone they're still making something. They have some bean count there that would know exactly how much money they would make depending on how many people are in the stadium and how many people they need to bring in to actually work. Because like I say, if there's only twenty five right, if it's only twenty five percent full, that means you're not bringing in as many people as you would on a full game day. That's so true. you talk so about yeah. the spryers and everything opening up it may only be instead of you know 25 percent, maybe you only open up 10 percent of your that's how much mm-hmm. your staff is there that you'll be able to handle it man the chiefs man they they got it they know what they're doing and going back like man first said with the world series if you can have at least what four games because it's gonna be at least four games at that new stadium 25% full and nothing goes wrong. Like the dream is, I know for Manfred, you have the stadium is 25% full. The, it goes seven games and you're able to make that money. <laughs> That's the dream. Right. And everything goes perfectly. There's no COVID outbreak or anything. The only thing I have about, the only thing that I keep thinking about is like, it's Texas. We've been having problems with COVID since <laughs> it broke out. Right. Of all places to, to host the World Series. Yeah, the only place it'll be worse is Florida. If they did it in Miami, that's the only place like it's hitting harder. Right. Like I said, I'm, I'm watching this uh, Cowboys-Falcons game from AT&T Stadium. Yeah, I'm watching as well. And the, they have fans in the stadium. Yeah. 
again, you know, it's very much very sparse. It's probably 15, 16,000 people or whatever, but man, we're, we're going to Texas every time out. Oh, and so the Texans game, the Texans game today against Baltimore is not going to be any fans, but they've already made a motion to get fans into the game, into the next uh, game. Yeah. So owners, no matter what the sport, they're going to try to make money. Mm-hmm. What have you? What have you thought about? No, you're breaking up. Repeat that. Fans. Uh, we lost him. Anthony belongs to the streets now. You there? Oh man. Oh. Nope. Uh, you how say? have you liked baseball with no fans? <laughs> okay. Have you enjoyed baseball with no fans? Um, you know that first week or so was kind of rough, but now it's like whoever's hitting the button, uh, that person's been on it. So for me, it feels like yeah. it feels like a a, a real life version of MLB The Show. Hmm. So, yeah, so the, I've gotten the button guy has, The button guy has definitely gotten better at it. Mm-hmm. I still don't like it, but he's definitely gotten better at pushing those buttons, like those reactions, and you know, like so the first time I saw a game with the noise, like I think it was Astros and Angels, and somebody from the Astros hit a ground ball, so they piped up the fans cheering, like, "All right, he's going to get the out." And then right as the ball hits the glove, you know, there's an error and you hear, oh, like, you know, it wasn't quick enough to, uh, to get that natural feeling reaction where, you know, you, you would, you think it's out, but boom, there's an error and oh, you're, you're dejected instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then they've gotten better at it. Um, but it's, it's still something I, I don't necessarily need. Yeah. I think for me, it's just my years and years of playing video game sports. <laughs> so the crowd noise getting piped in and being artificial, it's its nothing to me. I've been hearing that for <laughs> damn near three decades, man. I got gotcha. you. All right. All right. That's a nice little tangent. Let's get back to what we were here to talk about, um, the playoffs. So have you seen the scheduling for this? I'm looking at it right now I'll give you a moment so I want you to see if you I want to see if you notice what I noticed when I was looking at these playoffs so they definitely play four days in a row get him some sweet time You find it? No, I haven't, I haven't found it yet. The only days off that the teams are going to have are in between series until they hit the World Series. The wild card games all together, the ALDS, NLDS right. all together, NLDS, AL, ALCS all together. Mm-hmm. If this had, if we'd had this schedule last year, 
the Washington Nationals would have been so screwed because their plans of we're just going to run uh, Scherzer and oh yeah into the Scherzer and what's the other guy Strasburg Strasburg into the ground and bring them back in the bullpen whenever we can. You couldn't do that, and you won't be able to do that this year. Right. So my blanket state my blanket statement at the beginning of this episode that it, that's that's a wrap for the Astros might have been in haste. I mean, I was going to say yes, but now I remember who's pitching our bullpen, so you might be right. <laughs> no, this this is going to be the craziest playoff rush in any sport that I've ever seen. I think this is going to be even wilder than like. No, it's going to be up there with the NCAA, the March Madness, because you're just you're playing day after day. You're not going to be able to bring in those guys from the rotation and bring them back in the bullpen three days later because you don't have rest days. You're, you're going to have to use basically everyone in your bullpen because you're not going to be able to use your, your, your main guys game in and game out. You're going to, if a game right. goes, you know, you get to the ALCS and the game goes seven, seven games, seven days in a row. Like, you're not going to be able to use your closer day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be – well, I was going to say Verlander, but that's not happening. You're not going to be able to bring in your, you know, your ace to come in when he needs to start in the, another two days. It's, gonna, it's just going to be a rush to the playoffs. Or a rush to the World Series, excuse me. Now, I do uh, – correct me if I'm wrong, but – Division series – oh, no, division division series have always been best of five, correct? That's correct. Okay, so, so the structure is still the same. It's just they've shortened it. Yes. So it's like best of five, best of seven. So if you sweep your series, you'll get that – you'll still get that extra time. That's so that's your best bet to, to – try and uh you know use a utilize a conventional strategy of saving your best pitchers and you know using them again if you have to like if you're able to but um, that's only if you sweep everything leading up to the world series Like I'm looking at the world's the wild card. Like the wild card starts at, on September 29th, and there's going to be four games. All four of the AL wild card games start that day, and then on the on the next day, the 30th, game two of all the AL wild cards plus game one of all the NL wild cards. So Wednesday, September 30th, we're going to have eight playoff games. Crazy. Yeah. And you know what's crazier is that hmm. well also we, we didn't we should have started with this, but they've expanded the, the playoff field. Yeah, it's eight teams. Eight teams as opposed to usually six five, right? No, six. six. 
with the yeah six and then no 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 you're right playoff. it's only five it's the um it's the three division the winners playoff the, game yeah it's the three division the winners and the wild card the wild card game yeah and now they expanded to eight so one from five to eight which I mean you know I guess any year like this it's in the interest of fairness but man that is a lot of a lot of postseason baseball. Yeah. And a lot of teams that, you know, obviously normally wouldn't be there. Oh, thank, thank you for bringing that up because you reminded me about the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is these 2020 rule changes and whether or not they're going to make it to 2021 and beyond. Right. All right. So the first one is universal DH. How do you feel about it? I – I've liked it this year, um, and I think it's going to stick. Because here, and here's why: because because it's like uh, you're breaking just, up there, buddy. We've been preoccupied with a global pandemic. That this rule change, nobody's. I'm sorry. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're breaking up, but you're okay. back now. So, justifiably so, we've been preoccupied with a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's been the most important thing for us to think about and worry about. So, because of that, it has allowed us to implement the universal DH. And I think if this was a regular 2020 season that started in April and they did this, you'd have people bitching all year about how it's denigrating the tradition of baseball and blah, 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 blah. And nobody's, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's complaining about it because obviously there's more important things to worry about. So I think this has helped the, um, the case for the universal DH. And I think it's going to make it, um, I think it's going to help make it stick going forward because we're already used to it. Nobody's complaining about it now. So we, I think a lot of people will have forgotten about it anyways going into next year. Me personally, I love it. I've been rooting for this for years because I always thought it was stupid that one league has different rules than the other. And I knew there was no way the players union would get rid of the designated hitter because that's that's 15 jobs that would just disappear in the ether. And now there are going to be 30 jobs around the league for no, not only is it for veteran players who you don't want out in the field anymore. It's also, it, you can use it for rest. Right. Like you don't have to hit, go on the field, put someone else out there. You just, all you gotta do is hit. You don't have to burn your legs out. And so I love it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it comes back next year and continues. I know a lot of these rule changes that are going to have to be negotiated with the union, but that's one I can see just passing with unanimous approval. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, it hasn't been an issue with people this year. I mean, again, obviously the circumstances, circumstances have warranted the universal DH, but I think we've, 60 games has been a litmus test of sorts to show that 
this works. This is a good thing that this is something that we're going to keep. And it's something that, like you said, we should have done a long time ago. And this is the perfect, this is the perfect time to do it. And it's worked. So we're going to, we're going to keep it. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on. Next rule. I don't know how you feel about this. The extra inning rule that starts with a runner on second base. The old softball rule, huh? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, it's weird. It's the only. I don't know. It's, it's a weird rule. It's the only overtime rule I think of the of the four majors that that's that handles overtime in this situation. I mean, even in, in football, at least you play out, you know, you play out four downs like you normally would. There's no really adjustments to that. Hold on this one. A, hold on one second. What are you doing in the kitchen? Sorry. Amari was up in the kitchen. So oh. like, I know he's hungry, so let's we're gonna wrap this up as soon as possible. So continue. Sure. I'm not editing that out either, uh, so let's continue. <laughs> of course. <laughs> tippy toe. That's mm-hmm. uh, the editing point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen for tippy toe. Um I, I think of the four sports, the four majors, like this is the biggest change to overtime. And I just I, I really don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> That's how I weird. feel too. It's like if it stays fine, if it goes away, fine. I really don't feel like it's like help scoring all that much. Maybe I could, I could, I could, yeah, I could be completely wrong. Like the fastest thing, I'm, I'm like games in faster, but it seems to me like the Astros games that I watch with the runners on second going to the 10th inning, those games still go into like the 11th, 12th. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, so for me, it, uh, it's not really much of a change. It's, I have no skin in the game, so either way, it's fine with me. And also, I mean, if you're if you're the visiting team and you start the top of the tenth with a runner on second and you score, mm-hmm. do you win the game? The game is over. No, it, the it goes to the bottom of the tenth. Oh, so then, yeah, yeah, I it's mean, just, the game still goes on, like. If like let's say the let's take today's game, if the D backs take the lead in the tenth inning, the Astros mm-hmm. still get to hit in the bottom of the tenth. Okay, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna put a definite feeling towards it. Mm-hmm. Go back to the way it was next year. Like there's no need to do it. Okay. There's no need to start with a runner on second. Let's let's just go, go back to that. Next year. All right. What was the next one? There was one other one rule change that's happened this year. No spitting in the grass. Is that is that wasn't that one that they? It's tried? not one of them, but we can always do that. Like <laughs> stop spitting as much as possible, people. Right. Uh, so Universal Beach. All right. So the, these new uh, we talked about earlier the new playoffs where they're adding teams. Mm-hmm. Do you, how would you feel about it if it continued where it was? they let eight teams in every year and sell the five like normal. Um, 
I will, I'll, my answer is what I think will be your, the opposite of what you're going to say. I could be wrong, but I think you might disagree with me. But I think if it eliminates this one game playoff thing, then I'm okay with it if we expand it to eight teams. Like, if it's a two-game series or even just a three-game series, fine. Let's, let's, let's expand it. Let's give those extra teams that, that opportunity. Because it just feels weird that this one this one game playoff is like it's if, like there's there's more pressure in that one game than there is in a seven game World Series. And shouldn't it be the opposite? Shouldn't all the pressure be once you make it to the World Series? I don't know. So I feel like let's get rid of that one game, and if we have to expand it to eight teams, then I'm okay with that. My explanation for that is there should be some kind of penalty for not winning your division. Like, you don't get to do three or five game uh, series. You only get one because you didn't win your division. Okay. As far as like, – I like that thinking. Uh, like, you win your division, you go up there, your next, season, your next series should be five or seven games. You don't win your division, you barely slip into the playoffs. You've got to fight for your life. Right, you gotta earn. You gotta earn the right to move on. That's what I like. That makes sense. Oh, and I for forgot me, about that that logic, but mm-hmm. yeah. And for me, but I'm still gonna stay eight teams oh. just to be uh, the opposite of you, and looking out for those owners, make more of that money. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons they're doing it. It gets more TV money. Yeah. But for me, I hate the move to eight to eighteen for this reason and this reason only. It ma- it makes it so easy. It's easier to make the playoffs now, so teams don't have right. to pay money or make the big trade to try to reach reach ninety wins. Now you go to the season and be like, well, I could probably make the playoffs if I only um, go for eighty two to eighty four, and who knows once you're in. But it's like if you're only reaching for mediocrity, then what are we getting into the playoffs? That's true. I mean, if we look at it in basketball, like there's plenty of sub 500 teams that make the playoffs every year. Um, and you know what? And in, I mean, I hate to hate to hate on the American League Central, but historically, teams that come out that make the playoffs of the American League Central barely win 90 games as it is. So you're going to see, yeah, you are going to see more like 81, 81 teams, you know, and yeah, so I, I can, we don't need more of that. So. And I, I we see this in basketball you're, you're where, where, where in basketball, people don't even, you know, in a regular season, people don't even start watching until around the Christmas. And then they stay until the all-star game. Cause after that, it's just teams fighting for a position. Mm-hmm. And for it's like if you're going to add in more playoff games and let's decrease the season. Like, we don't need to play 162. Uh-huh. Maybe we only do 148, something like that, and make more balanced schedules. Mm-hmm. Because it just cheapens the playoffs to me. And also, it makes a regular season, that six-month fight, it makes it mean less. Mm-hmm. I see your point. Definitely. That's it. Nah. We're going to get to the point like in a regular season that September, August, that's already a, a slog to get through. 
And now if it's just teams, you know, there's nobody really fighting for the wild card because they, there's a bunch of teams just stuck around that's, let's say, 80 to 85 range. And everybody knows they're going to get in. What's, what's, what are we fighting for? It doesn't mean as much. Right. And there are going to be some teams that are, I'm not going to make the trade. I can make the I can make the wild card game and win that. And then there's no telling what could happen. So it's going to be a less deadline deals and less owners willing to spend money to go to the playoffs or actually try to win the playoffs. They're going to be like, oh, well, we're good enough to make it in. And, you know, baseball out of all the major sports is most of a crapshoot. So once we're in, we can get hot and we can be like the Royals and go to the World Series and blah, blah, blah. It's like <laughs> – you're just cheaping. You're you just not what? trying but, for your fans. Right. You know what? As always, you turned me. I'm on your side because, you know, I was looking out for the owners, you know, making all that, that extra cheddar. But what I love more than the owners making more money is hot stove. And if it's going to affect the hot stove, trade rumors, trade deadline, I'll I'll side with you for sure because you're right. It, you know I, that's one of my favorite time. That last week of August is like one of my favorite, or of July. I'm sorry, is one of my favorite times of of the baseball year. Is the hot stove? You know who's getting traded, who's making those deadline deals. And you're right. That's that will go away. You won't see any more blockbuster deals. Um, and that that would be a shame. I, I would I would miss it. Yeah, without so, a doubt. Yeah, just imagine next year there are 20 teams that are all within reach of the playoffs. So there's only 10 teams selling. So it's just going to, it's going to hurt. The Astros might not get Justin Verlander yeah, in if, that situation. If that situation, that situation would have, uh, oh, we can just make the playoffs, they don't do the Verlander trade. Yeah. Or honestly, I don't remember how bad the Tigers were. Were the Tigers really that bad that year? What year was that? 2017? 2017. Okay. Let me they check. They were, yeah, not, they weren't going anywhere, I don't think. They finished dead last in 2017. Oh, man. I wish I could check to see what it was before the uh, trade. But, yeah, let's say they were doing better, like mm-hmm. – Let's say that instead of finishing with 64 wins, they finished with like 72, and they were just hanging around the uh, second wild card with their trade Justin Verlander. Right. And if you hang on to him, like he probably makes that difference from 64 to 72 games, 72 wins. Yeah. And he doesn't make that difference for the Astros getting them to and winning the World Series. Right, right. I, but right now I feel like I'm the old man yelling at clouds because <laughs> it's definitely going to happen because the owners are going to push it to make more money, which will in turn make more money for the players whenever they get their new CBA deal in. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to happen, and I'm just going to be the old man upset at it. <laughs> oh, if anything, If anything good can come of it, that means – um, scouting should improve hopefully, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to build your farm 
systems better and develop, you know, the next generation of stars, you know, uh, more yeah, effectively. You would, you would think, but the owners are trying to kill the minor leagues as we speak. So, oh, Jesus, right. Oh, and I, right, finally, I, about that. I finally remember, I remember the last one, the one I wanted to talk about for the play, expanded playoffs. It was the, um, the six inning doubleheaders. I'm seven inning double double headers. Oh, um, nah, go back to nine. I mean, seven innings. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, the double headers this year are way more than we've ever seen. So it should be an anomaly. This year should be an anomaly in terms of double headers. So go back to nine innings next 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 year. I personally like them just because, like, I would like them for next season because. It would if you schedule like two or three double headers per month, it would give players more time off. Mm. Now it's not gonna happen yeah. because as uh, I can't remember, it was a writer on Fangraphs. He pointed out owners love the only like double headers when they can get the two separate gates. So they have a game at one, get everybody out, and then have another game at seven. Instead of having these double headers where it's one and then the next game starts like forty five minutes after. And it in a regular in a regular season where people actually come in, that the seven inning double headers will only be one gate. So they'd be losing out on money for a second game. So it's never it's not gonna happen. My dreams once again dashed by greed. By the almighty dollar. Uh-huh. It's killing me. Quickly, we never we we never worked. There was never any. There's never been a doubleheader at Minute Maid Park, has there? I don't ever remember working one. I don't remember us working one. Only thing I can think of is I can't remember the team that that we faced. I think it was the Nationals. They had a rainout in like the sixth or seventh inning in the game over there. And so they finished the game here in Houston. And the, I think it was the Nationals, but I'm not 100% sure. They were the home team. And then as soon as that game ended, they started the, the next game. But that's not really a doubleheader. Doubleheader is a continuation of the Continuation, yeah. So, no, I don't think we I got gotcha. That's weird. That's kind of – I think about – I've thought about that actually maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, that would have been cool to work a doubleheader. But – Oh well, maybe maybe in another life. Well, we would really wouldn't have double headers here because the only re- real reason to schedule them is like another game got rained out or something. That's not going to happen, right? Yeah. All right, man. I am. I have nothing left on the NBA. On NBA. On MLB. Um, one one final question. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back to Justin Verlander. Hmm. Uh, so we, I think we both agree that he doesn't re-sign with the Astros unless he takes a lot less money. Oh, I could definitely could see happen. him taking a one-year prove-it deal just trying to come back because he said that he wants to pitch until he's 45. Oh, wow. So do you think that gives us a chance to retain him? I definitely could see him signing, what's that, 2022, a one-year deal with heavy incentives with the Astros if he wants to pitch again. 
just to come back and see if he can do it. I'd like to – I mean, I would, I would like to see him come back and pitch again for the Astros. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know if that will happen. But if it – okay, let's say it doesn't happen. Do uh, you think – I mean, I think everybody will start – you think everybody will start gunning for him? He will probably – he might be a semi-prized free agent then. I, no, honestly, I don't see a lot of teams running for him because he'll be, like we said earlier, he'll be 39 coming off the of Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So I would expect him to get some kind of contract, like a one-year, $8 million base contract with a bunch mm-hmm. of incentives. If you pitch this many innings, you get a couple of million. You happen to luck into the World uh, not the World Series, uh, the Cy Young depending on where he ends up in voting, getting extra money. But I don't see anybody just, like, making him their number one target going into the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's a tar- – I mean, I think he, he would be sought after just because you can get him for so cheap. Like, to say you can get Justin Verlander for $8 million, I mean, that's, that's – one of the biggest bargains. You keep ever. saying verse, Justin Verlander. I want to report Justin Verlander coming off of Tommy John surgery. Look at what's sure. happening to Lance McCullers right now. Uh, yeah, there's always Lance to look back at. That's true. I don't know. Well, it'll be an interesting thing to see how that unfolds. And obviously, we have a year and a half until that mm-hmm. actually becomes an issue. So, but just quick early, early, early thoughts on that. But uh, cool. Think of early thoughts. I've been looking at the Astros money situation going into next year, going after free agency. They have like something, I think it's $80 million coming off the books between Springer, uh, Brantley, and a couple other guys, Guriel. Like they're going to have money after the arbitration process. They're going to have money next year. So we'll see. I think we should talk about that next time, see who, or at least after the playoffs, like see, you know, how this roster is going to shape up going into next year. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's no problem, man. All right, man. So that's stuff. That's it for us today. Go watch. Like, go get back to this Cowboys game. Watch them blow it, so we can get. So we can watch the Texans game, watch them blow it later today. I think I heard Anthony feelings. He didn't laugh. Are you still there? Anthony, you still there? You I'm, I'm here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're live? <laughs> you froze up oh, for sorry. a second. Oh, I'm saying we're going <laughs> to go back to watching the Cowboys disappoint now so we can get ready for the Texans to disappoint later. Hey, it may be raining today on Sunday, but uh... – Situation like that is uh, could be worse, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All right. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies. Yeah.